Hey, Titi. Hey, Christina. Well, this is Pandora's box. So what's in the box today? What's in the <laughs> box today? We are talking about taking care of yourself, myself, the self. But that is a massive bloody topic. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Like, we, we, in our pre-catch-up, we were talking about like, what the hell does that mean? Taking care yeah. of yourself. Yeah, girl, that means I have a champagne at the end of my day. actually i will be honest with everybody out there i did almost a year of not drinking at all and tonight when i get home i'm having an aperol spritz do you know what that is you think that in zimbabwe right okay so titi's in zimbabwe i'm in australia i was born in africa have migrated because of love that's the only reason um and aperol spritz is uh bubbles uh-huh. Well, I drink it with whatever you're supposed to drink it with. I think is it prosecco or something. I just drink it with whatever bubbles I can get my hands on. And then okay. aperol is like a um, like a liqueur, and you put a little bit of aperol, mm-hmm. lots of champagne, mm-hmm. <laughs> bubbles, and then a little bit of soda water on the top with ice. That sounds yummy, man. I'll take a photo tonight and send you. Shall I? Yeah, I'm just thinking. You know. The most interesting thing about our discussion is I'm getting up first thing in the morning and you're ending up your day. Well, (laughs) I'm going to go have bubbles and you're going to go and have coffee. Oh, coffee, coffee, hot chocolate. I am, I have a weakness for hot chocolate. That is my self-care that I have the sweetest tooth on planet earth. I, oh yes. Before we become Mm. foodies here, there is this coconut cake. Ugh coconut chocolate everything in between but yes that's taking care of self I think that's a big topic yeah this is you know it 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 seems like little things it seems like oh I'm looking forward to eating this or I'm looking forward Uh to doing this but it's it's part of taking care of self we put so many in so many limitations to ourselves oh I can't do this or maybe I can't do this Mm. and like sometimes overdoing certain things overdoing at times taking care of other people so like Mm. the discussion we were having we were like um there's quite a significant number of moms across the globe that are having children later on in life and I can think of let me think of the celebrity examples um Nicole Kidman yeah Janet Jackson who had her first at 50 shit I didn't know that yeah and so how and, about and, madonna and, and, she had her kids older when she was older yeah she had hers in her 40s Halle berry also had hers in her 50s and i'm thinking i had mine in my in my 30s and all three of them loved them loved them but <laughs> good lord i can't even imagine being 50 and trying to run after a toddler and the sass on those kids guys well, you know, I had mine in my twenties, ladies. I'm like mm-hmm. an all worn out when it comes to kids. Like, <laughs> I, I, I arrived in a new country. Come on, mamas out there! I arrived in a new country with my two mm-hmm. kids, pink suitcases. Like, I had to get pink luggage. I mean, a, a queen does not travel with regular coloured luggage. It's pink, uh-huh. man. Ice cream pink. <laughs> These big suitcases. And my son was three, and my daughter eleven. And I'm arriving in a new country to forge my life. And mm-hmm. man, 
I'm like done. Mm. Like I said, when I say I'm an old worn carpet, when it comes to raising kids, I've done my thing. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I'm a grandmother now. Mm. And that's the greatest joy. That is such you can a joy. Them back at the end of the day. Totally. And you know what? I'm not actually worried about the shit I was worried about as a mother. Yeah. I've got energy to cook him veggies because I just love it. I want to see him eat my food. Uh, As Uh a mother, I was so exhausted to just feed him the freaking veggies. So, you know, it's like a a very different space to be in. But let's get back to the self-care thing because Uh I was saying to a client of mine, and you'll laugh, but you know when they say when you're in an airplane and if it, you know, they do the safety thing and they go, if Uh anything happens, you've got to put your mask on first. Yep. Okay. Yep. Ladies out there and guys, if any guys tune in, man, you're welcome to sit in our Pandora's box with us. (laughs) Uh We're Uh two African girls crunched up in each corner of the box playing with a toy today and it's called self-care. Yep. (laughs) You got to put that mask on for yourself, but actually we feel guilty to do that. You know what? The fact that they have to tell us to put it on for ourselves means that we have this African proverb that says um, what started is what taught us. So that basically means that um, the, the first experience is the one that defines our reaction to every other experience. And so when, when you get onto that plane and you get that message, the reason they have to give that message is probably there have been experiences where they've seen people put other people first. And then at the end, they lose their lives or something horrible happens to them. And they may or may not even save the person they were trying to help because they probably lost their breath or passed out or something happened that then disabled them from being able to help. So being able to, to, to save yourself first is something that as human beings, we feel like it's selfish. Isn't that the biggest load of, can we call crap on our show? Crap. Because <laughs> like, I think, I don't know if it's a mum thing, but the guilt we feel about like, mm-hmm. I don't feel guilty about shopping for clothing for me. I feel guilty about shopping for expensive clothing. That's what drives, because like, I think she's with us. I could buy for everybody. Like I can sort everybody mm-hmm. out, but we, mm-hmm. we, we struggle with this thing because it's called guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know. I don't know why we do it, but I think the longer we wait to learn that we are good enough to be loved and to love ourselves and to take care of ourselves, the longer mm-hmm. it's going to take for us to start enjoying our life a bit more. Mm. I'll tell you something funny. So um, I was on online looking at the news and then I saw that um, the US lot, one of the US lotteries was almost at a billion dollars. Oh my God. I sat down and I was going. Did you buy a ticket? <laughs> can you? I, I don't know. Can was, internationals buy a ticket? Yeah, I think you can. Oh, there okay. are some services that offer it. But then there I was and I was thinking like, if I won this type of money, what would I do? naturally without even thinking twice I was like I'd give my husband my kids I'd prepare for my grandkids and this would be and I'm I love shopping I hadn't even Mm. started thinking about my shopping trip yet I was thinking about everybody else around me Mm. and that goes to show even when we have that moment where you've got so much 
resources available to you and you can literally spend to the point that you cannot outspend the amount you have for you. The first thing you're thinking of is not spending for you, but you're thinking, oh, what about my loved ones, my mom, my, my mom in love, my, my, my husband, my, my kids. And then you, we, that is on a big level. When we go look into the microscopic level of that discussion, the question becomes, how many moments in the day do you put yourself first or do you think of yourself first? Where you, mm-hmm. Or are you thinking, what am I going to cook for, for my family? Or what am I going to do for them? Or what am I going to do for this person and that person? When do you spend time thinking about what am I going to do for me? Yes, I think... Look, I think, I'm not sure if it's when they hand the baby to us in our arms and suddenly, uh, I'm not saying we're all like this, but for the majority of us, we go through this thing of, I'm going to take care of this little bitty baby because it's so beautiful and I'm going to sacrifice myself because I'm in love with it. Mm-hmm. And they need us and they're so helpless. But I think it's that piece of, and maybe it's this, we don't learn the boundaries needed to or maybe it's the permission to even to take care of who we are. We forget to take care of who we are because number one, it's society's expected, whatever it is. I think there's so many different reasons we don't do this, but there's one thing I know for sure. Mm -hmm. If I don't take care of me, how can I ever give to you? If I don't spend time, like I was flat out working for others. I I built a business up. You know that man, because you're a businesswoman Mm -hmm. too. Like Mm -hmm. we are not, wallflowers are we no we are those Mm -mm. funny what are those plants that eat flies (laughs) the venus fly traps (laughs) not that i think i think they're quite beautiful but we are not like we're not just a wallflower you know and i'm not saying there's a problem with that but we pushed us i have pushed myself so much in my life that to give back to me was tough Mm, mm, can i tell mm. you my moment I'm sitting with my son and my husband at a psychologist's office because he has been bullied at school. I've told him just to pull himself towards himself, which Mm is like not okay, right, by the way, because when we are so, we we do that, we we don't sort out the shit we have to. We just go, just get on with it because that's Mm -hmm. how I'm treating me. Just get on with Mm -hmm. it. Don't cry. Don't say you need help. Don't let anyone help you because if you do that, you're weak, girl. Like, put in a. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just rewind. Say mm-hmm. that again. That is so powerful. Well, we go, pull yourself, be tough, be tough. Don't ask for help. Show everybody you can do. Bullshit, man. The more we do that crap, the less we're able to take care of ourselves because it's not about us then. It's not about being kind and good to ourselves it's about being hurting ourselves it's about suffocating ourselves it's about you know taking away from who we are because Mm. we don't know who we are anymore and from what you're saying you know what the one thing that we need to realize that it's okay to have weak moments it's okay to have moments where you actually say at this point in time, I can't do this. I'm just not interested. I just cannot process it or it's just, yeah, at this moment in time, it doesn't make you a bad person because I'm just thinking the hardest moments we then have to face 
is when our bodies and our minds fail us. Yeah. We get to a point where we get physically sick. We start getting dis-ease in our body. Mm. And we start, and this disease starts presenting itself as heart problems. It starts presenting itself as um, body aches. And I'm someone who looks at that, those chakra shots shot, mm-hmm. that how you like the different chakras you flow have. in your body and if it's yeah exactly and you'll find like when you're not communicating that throat chakra you have pains around your throat when you have you're not when you, you you're, you're finding it difficult to love people because there's something blocking you in your life you find that you have heart problems you have chest mm-hmm. problems you have all these things relate to your body they come back at you because mm-hmm. your body is trying to communicate to you that you are taking so much inside you and all the things you're taking inside you, you can't let them out because you don't know how to. And now they're festering, they're rotting, they're causing you pain. And it could be a simple thing. It could be simply saying, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. If you keep that inside and you don't communicate that, it festers. It becomes something that can hurt you. You know, Titi, the work I do here in my work, right, is all about um, helping people grow and heal. And it had to start with me because, and I call it like you using the chakras analogy and and thought process, I'm going to use a cage. You ready? Yeah. So imagine this beautiful whole being is in a cage, because the cage is man-made every year of your life. There are more bars that have come onto your cage around expectations, around doing stuff, around being around, you know, da-da. and and the moments you've had in your life um, have caused you to build these walls around you. Yeah. And you're not mm-hmm. nurturing that person on the inside because actually, and this isn't even about nurturing on the outside. Let's be really bloody real, right? It's nurturing the, 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 the person, the soul that you have inside you, right? Which is then connected to your physical being. And mm-hmm. imagine that all, and we can even talk about brain and neuroplasticity, but you're being caged by all of these expectations of stuff and you're forgetting to just take care of the person on the inside. Okay. And, and, and I think what I found through the work and even through my work. So, so how many years ago, seven years ago, I sat with a naturopath because I was like gray, man. I looked like, a, you know, one of, if you go to the UK, you know, one of those, um, those old buildings, <laughs> That are gone gray. I mean, I had a gray pallor. I, I was gray. And mm. I'm olive skinned, man. I'm a shade of caramel. And for yeah. a shade of caramel to go gray, that takes a shitload of effort. Yep. Okay. A lot of yep. crap plastered onto that beautiful uh, shade of caramel. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of the naturopath and she goes, yeah, you look really sick. And I'm going, yeah, man, I'm, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I'm fat. I'm overweight. And she goes, okay, well, let's not even talk about the body. Let's just talk about what, it, what I'm seeing. So I had a whole mm-hmm. lot of tests done and they found out a whole lot of stuff. And she, and then she said, you know, you've got adrenal failure. I need to send you to a physician. So I walk into the physician's office. She takes one look at my um, blood samples and stuff and goes, okay, lady, do you want to die? And I went, okay. what do you mean? She goes, you 
are a really sick woman. She goes, and in your history, your, you know, we had to do that history of parents who've got heart attacks, aneurysm and heart attacks. She said, okay, so this based on your bloods, we're going to bury you in three months, lady. Have you looked at yourself in the mirror? And I went, what are you talking about? So I was so sick, Titi, but I was like running. I was like pushing myself. I was trying to prove. I was trying to be the best mom. I was trying to take care of my children here in a new country. I'm trying to uh, earn money for them. I'm navigating a new marriage because, you know, I've been married four times, but that can be another slice of Pandora's box at a later stage because how many of us want to be Elizabeth Taylor um, <laughs> or Titi? So, and then I'm sitting with this, this doctor and she says to me, I've got to go and line this. I've got to go and line the garden. I said, you want, you want me to do what? She goes, I need you not to work for three months and I need you to sleep during the day. And I need you to go and line your back in the garden and stare at the the clouds and shit. I went, lady, I don't have time for that crap. Mm -hmm. But I did it and it saved my life. Mm -hmm. But it's a work mm -hmm. of art because a few years back, I'm going to come back to my other thought. I was sitting with my son at the therapist and she said, and she said to me, why do you work so hard? Cause Titi, this is me. And then I'm going to shut up and give over to you. Like self care. I come into her office. Right. And i got these fucking suitcases on wheels. Cause I'm about to fly out for two weeks all over Australia. Right. To do work. And my son is in there for trauma issues around being bullied. And, and my beautiful accountant husband's there and he's so delightful and so generous. And I'm flying in going, yeah, we got an hour. Let's get going lady. Cause I've got to get on a flight. I've got a, I've got a limo coming to get me like a high car. I want I need to get out of here. So let's just get the shit done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I explode when she asks me, can you work a little bit less away from your family? Mm. okay so all i'm saying is i exploded back and i said do you see that man over there he could leave me at any time and do you see that beautiful child over there i'm doing this for him no work no play no fun today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i pushed myself past my limit of existence for a fictitious fear of not being able to take care of my family and thereby pushing myself to the point of almost killing me. Mm -hmm. I'm not the mm -hmm. only woman that's done that. There's so many people out there that do that. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the, and this, um, I think a lot of people will be, will be shocked to think of it this way. We have always narrated the story being that men are the hunter, uh, the hunters, and they go out there and they, they bring back um, the resources, the the money, the whatever mm, it is that mm, they're mm, supposed mm. to bring back. Yes. And um, then the women have always been the ones that take care of the home, that make sure that the home is together, the family is together. And um, that everything at with with the with the gatherers, the ones who who bring the the, the things that are nearer home together, mm. so that the family survives. And in so doing, one of the biggest things that has happened as as we have developed and as as we have continued to take this role as women is that we have been faced with new age or what can I say todayness modern times where we realize that oh we don't have to stay married oh we don't have to have kids early oh we don't have to be um ex extremely um 
career driven and because of all these things that we we're starting to deal with that are different we are not wired to think that put yourselves first we're wired to think that we're supposed to ensure that the home is a safe place for the people that that live with us in that home the woman creates a home and there's so many proverbs and saying across the world that reinforce the thought that the women create the home and because of that that pressure of creating the home You're we right. feel that whether or not we have um the career counterpart going out there mm. finding food we have to provide the food in the home so mm. whether or not he brings back the bacon that is beyond us we don't care anymore we're thinking we have to gather whatever we can to ensure the kids are fed he can go and bring the big trophies and whatever but the basics i will cover them i will make sure that my children never lack because you know what i'm a good mom i will make sure that my family never lacks because i'm a good mom oh lo and behold then there's the proverbs 31 woman who's out there all the damn time mm-hmm. and so all these things that are telling us as women that we need to provide we need to work hard there is nothing out there saying you know what you do work hard. I'm affirming it. I'm acknowledging it. And I'm saying, well done, girl. But while you're working hard, have a moment where mm-hmm. you actually take your, your bar of chocolate, a chocolate cake, go into the bathroom, lock the door and <laughs> eat it. I'm with you. I call it wine and Maltesers in front of Netflix. Exactly. And you know what? Spend the whole weekend in your pajamas on the sofa watching TV if you have to, because Netflix got some really good things on there. But and this is not an advert for Netflix. We're just being real people. The truth is we have moments where we need to shut Mm -hmm. down. It's like you cannot keep a car engine running all the time. It needs to stop, switch it off, let it cool down, let it cool down. Then look at the seals and look at the oil, check the water, check if it's got fuel. You check everything after it has what? It has cooled down. You cannot be checking a car engine while it's on the fly. Like you try no, you changing cannot. It. Yeah. And the, and the other thing is you don't drive a car till it falls out, falls apart without taking it to a service garage, right? And the service garage is your freaking coach. It's your pastor. It's your it's the person you trust that allows you to walk through some of your shit because mm-hmm. you've got to rinse those pipes out, man. And mm-hmm. if you don't do that, the freaking car breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm not an, I'm not a car person. I like I'm not an I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> but I sure as hell know that the car it needs an oil change and that the Anything car needs mechanical. brakes changed. Anything mechanical, honey. I mean Yesterday, I remember I was driving with my husband and we were just commenting on the fact that, you know, sometimes we leave things until they, they are no longer viable. Like, yeah, we don't, we, we think we've bought real estate. Wow. We've bought a big, big investment. So like, I will never have to worry about real estate in my life again, if I have a home, mm. but what we forget is that, you know what, nothing on this planet, including human beings will last forever Mm -hmm. and because of that even your new house it needs to be repainted the gutters need to be fixed the roof might need to be overhauled and redone like there is a graveyard for every single thing on earth because everything has an expiry date 
And the only way you can make sure that it has longer life is by taking care of it. So even though it has an expiry date and we as human beings have an expiry date, we, why are we encouraged to look after our health and our mental well-being? Because if we don't do that, we kind of like expire pretty quickly. But I want to call something out there. Like it's easy to go to the gym and it's easy to, well, it's easy. It's stuff we do. We always look at the outside of our body. Are we thin? Are we fat? Are we, you know, but we, we struggle to look in the inside because mm-hmm. actually I got to say something to everybody out there. You got to check on the inside, man. You got to get some vulnerability juices going there for you because the longer you stay locked up in your, in your, in your mind, in your, in your, how you show up in the world, right? The less you're going to be able to literally live a bloody awesome life because you're always going to mm-hmm. be a crouchy ass shit. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest right I can be a nice human being I can pretend to be a nice human being (laughs) I can pretend right let's be real how many of us go hey girl how are you yeah I'm good are you good I'm so good oh bullshit man like how are you man I'm okay I've had a few shit things happen this week I can talk to you about it if you want to listen um but I'm, I'm okay like I think we struggle with the get get real shit man get like you know, and that's the stuff I'm talking about. That's getting the pipes rinsed. That's not having the car painted or a panel beaded. That's what we do at the gym. But we've mm. got to work on the engine and the engine is our freaking brain. Yep. We've yep. got to start working on our brain, on our mind, on our mindset, on our thoughts, on our, on our, on our whole consciousness, because that's the shit that, that matters, man. And, and I think we think that stuff is, if, if you're not functioning at top, like, top notch whatever someone says is top right Mm -hmm. then you're weak and you're a failure and then you know there's something wrong with you I actually want to flip it on its head and say everybody out there who pretends they've got it together man how I got news for you Mm. you ain't got it together let's be real yep and the truth is affirmations are everything affirmations give us strength affirmations make us better but don't abuse them and abuse yourself in the same way it's okay to say you know what hey i'm great but say it when you're feeling great say it when you know that you're gonna be great don't say it when you're struggling when you're struggling it's okay to say you know what Mm-mm, today's not monday guys today i'm done like i'm done with today let's do let's do tomorrow let's try out tomorrow and allow people to know that you are human you are okay. not um and, and what does being human mean? Being human means that if, um, if you're shot at, trust me, you're not bulletproof. You're not Superman. It's going to hit you and it's going to hurt. So being human means that even in situations where you're suffering from heartbreak, it could be from a significant other. It could be from a family member. It could be just the heartbreak of life itself. Life can be heartbreaking sometimes, people. It's okay to say, you know what? I feel broken at this moment. I feel broken. There's nothing weak about saying I'm feeling broken. In fact, it is a source of strength to say I'm broken because you're acknowledging the fact that it's okay to be broken because it gives me the chance to go in there, go in for service, take care of myself, regain my strength. So when I come back, those affirmations that I'm fabulous moment will be 
stronger and you can see it when I say I'm fabulous because I'll be radiating it. Not saying I'm fabulous and you're in a hospital bed and you got to drip on you. No, and I, I want to say something, right? I want everybody out there to grab a pen and draw a square. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like a square, okay. but like a decent sized square. And then like like this crazy piece of paper I showed you earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And this is taken from Dr. Brene Brown's book on um, Dare to Lead, right? Mm-hmm. And in that square, you've got to write down the people that love you no matter what. Okay. Mm-hmm. There has to be some. Come on. Like, don't mm-hmm. look at look at yourself going, what the hell is this woman? There's people in my life that love me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their names go in there. When I'm feeling totally shit, do you know who I'm going to phone and talk to? The people who love you no matter what. They love me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if someone who, I, who is outside of that square, I want to share with, I'm going to share it with them. They might share it with the world and I got to be ready for that. Because that means I've been vulnerable and open and I mustn't freak out. Do you know, if someone out there goes, oh, that girl, mm, she's got some stuff going on for her. Yes, she does. And so do you. Mm-hmm. We've all got stuff going on for us. So there's a thing here. Have you ever heard of a shame hangover? Titi? Yeah. Okay. It's when we tell mm-hmm. someone we have a moment of weakness and then we kick ourselves the whole next day because we fear what that could mean for us. Like we're so worried. Like I've told you now, I'm not as strong as I came across. And now I'm worried me sharing with you my weakness that you're going to use my weakness. So now I'm ashamed by sharing that with you. Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't. And just saying that, I'm just thinking that then brings us to another conversation. You just opened another part of Pandora's box. Ooh, are we eking out Pandora's because, box? <laughs> yep. Because I'm thinking I have had moments of weakness and where I've told people, that, you know, at, at this moment, I just can't. I'm not strong enough. And this is my weakness. I feel vulnerable. Mm. Yet, I have always found that when I say that, mm. even if I say someone else, I'm saying it to myself. And I feel that if the person, if you tell somebody that, and if they react in a way that you feel you're being judged or being prejudiced upon Mm. that and if they at any point in the question should not be as much as your shame hangover Mm -hmm. as much as it should be about who are these people that I believe love me Mm. yet are willing to take a weakness and not hold the space for me in that weakness Mm. but instead Use that weakness to harm me because love is a selfless thing. And we know that as mothers because I am a hypochondriac and I am a germ freak. And the one day I had to take my firstborn to the hospital, Mm. she was throwing up all over and she started throwing up involuntarily. And I said to her, oh, let me hold you. And she threw up all over me. That was the moment I graduated into motherhood. Mm Because I was like. 
every germ, every hypochondriac <laughs> feeling, everything was overridden oh by God. the fact that my child needed comforting. My child needed me. I did not think of myself, my fears, my my because my, you were there. That naturally, I it was unconditional. It was if the whatever this person needs of me at this moment if they need me to be a bucket a toilet everything in between i will be that so i love that that. Mm -hmm. that's holding the space titi yes yes it's unconditional it's It's, unconditional and you're not judging them in that space like you disgusting little creature how could you vomit on me no you're going no oh my baby are you okay I just what want to do take you need of me. Yes, I'm here for you. What do you need? Mommy just hold you. What do you need of me? Like at that moment, I didn't think to like I'm the person who will step back. <laughs> Be like, nah. But in that moment, I was like, it didn't didn't even occur to me. I was like, what do you need of me? And I didn't see anyone who was around me who could have probably stepped back and thought, oh my God, what is going on here? Can't she hold her child? Or it, it didn't even ring a bell. It didn't even chime. For me, it was like a non-event. It was like, I am in this moment present for this person and whatever they need. I, that, that's when people give up kidneys because you're like, I don't care, take it. I mean, this is unconditional and we need to, in, in self-care, one of the most important things is when you draw that box and put the names mm-hmm. of people who you, 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 who, who you believe love you, mm-hmm. be honest with yourself. Don't write names of people who you wish loved you or who you <laughs> want to love you. Oh, my God. That is not your wish list box. That is your reality uh-uh. box. Yes, yes. That is the box where you... And when you say love you, be very clear on the fact that love is unconditional. It does not ask of you, but it gives to you. You know, and yep, yep, uh-huh. yep. And we all have them. We have yep. people in our lives that love us. We know them. We know them. We know them. I want to say this to you, though. You've said something powerful today. And I mm-hmm. want us to think about self care in different ways, but. What do what do you need from me? What was that phrase you used with your daughter when you were when you were holding her? What was the phrase you used? What is it that you need from me? Do you need me to be a bin, a toilet, or what? Okay. What is it that you need from me to be for you in That's this it. moment? Moment in this moment. It's not what do I give you in this moment. It is how do I hold the space for you in this moment? I want to get our audience out there who's listening to us. And please, we have, we're going to like build an amazing following in Pandora's box because we're just going to talk about shit that no one wants to talk about. Um, but imagine when I hold the space for you, it's not my job to fix you. It's my job to be there. It's my job mm-hmm. to be there in that moment with you, not to judge you as much as I want to freaking pass out and die probably. Because you're going to tell me shit sometimes that I'm going to go, <gasps> what do I do with that? What do I do with that? I do nothing. It doesn't belong to me. My job is to hold you while you're vomiting, not to try and do something with your body that I can't do because I'm not in your body. I'm just there. I'm holding that space for you. And my job is to just hold the space. Mm-hmm. Do you like that thought? Yes, because the most powerful thought 
or the most powerful game changer, even when we self-care, is having honest conversations with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. tend sometimes to crave to be loved. We tend to crave to want love. And sometimes we project love on people we love who don't love us back. And that in itself can be emotionally draining. It can be lack of self-care because you are ultimately working for love. And we must be honest, love, you, you don't work for love. Love is something where a person says, you and me, mm-hmm. we, we're here in this moment together. I will be what you need. And you will equally say to them, I will be what you need. And those are the moments you know that this person, it's like, you just know your mom will be there for you. I know there are some people who have different relationships with their parents and that's for another episode. Okay. Of they, could be, they could be another mom. Like it could be a, yeah. it could be an adoptive mom or someone that you just love. Who's so good to you. A best friend, man, Titi. Mm-hmm. A brother, mm-hmm. a sister, an uncle, somebody, somebody who's there. And you know what? I want to say this. I want to. I want to just. You say there is no one there. Have you let anyone in? Mhm. 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 And just because somebody else violated your trust mm. and violated um, that love that you had for them, mm. it doesn't mean that everybody else will do that. You need to learn to take people on their own merits, take people on how they individually trust you, your experience of that person, not somebody else's experience or not an experience you would like of that person, but the experience you have. And you know how somebody makes you feel by what they say to you, what they do to you and how they do it to you and how they say it to you. And it could be anybody across the board. How does that person make you feel? It's like, the way we love our children is because the moment they open their eyes when they're born, you know they love you. They're looking at you like, oh my goodness. And you're looking at them like, yes. And the only time you're a celebrity in your life, unless you're a real celebrity, mm-hmm. and even if you're a real celebrity, is when you get home from a long day and your children are chanting your name and they go, mommy, mom. And you go like, hey, what did I do today? Mm-hmm. What did I just because you're alive. Do you know what the best thing is for me? My children are my heart. Like mm-hmm. I was, a, I was a, 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 I was a, I was a mum alone for many years. And I've got this beautiful man now who walks next to me, Titi, and he had to fight his way into my life because I loved him. But man, I was shit scared of, of letting him love me. Okay. Self-care mm-hmm. again. See, it all comes mm-hmm. back to self-care because I can't love you and not let you love me. Yeah. Because sometimes I think you're not loving me, man, but actually I want to love you. But your freaking cage and your armor is up so badly that even if I was telling you I love you, you won't see that love, will you? Mm-hmm. No, and, um, you won't. and those children of mine, like you just said, they chant your name. My son is 15. Man, if he mm. hugs me or he's just gentle with me, that to me is like, mm, honey. And my beautiful daughter, totally, when, when I have a moment here, because she works with me, by the way, she's a business consultant with me. She, she's a behavioralist. And I go, Bleh. and she just looks at me and I can see her desk there where her pink headphones are lying, CT. 
-hmm. And she's not here today, but when she looks at me and I can see that feeling of she's there, there's nothing mm -hmm. better. Okay. But here's a thought. Self-love is what I say to myself. It's how I see myself. And it's the story I tell myself. That's where self-love starts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe knowing that I'm worth it and giving myself permission to love me. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think if we just stop there for today, mm. I think a lot of people have just, just take the time to, to, to listen to our conversation if you have to re-listen to it. Take away the biggest takeaways for you. Write them down. And drop us an email or drop us a message and tell us which ones are the biggest takeaway from you for you. Because you know what? The reason we're here is we want to have conversations where we talk about those things that really make us uncomfortable. But we know those conversations have to happen because when we start having conversations, we start acknowledging the fact that we're human. We start acknowledging yes. the fact that we are important and there's nothing more critical in our lives than to acknowledge the fact that we are important. So today, take a moment to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am important because without you, there's so many people that are in your ecosystem that won't be able to cope because having you there holds so many spaces for them. Yes. And maybe, just maybe... If you've got a journal, which we encourage you to have when you listen to Pandora's box, because you might make some notes, right? Mm -hmm. Is just write down the permission you give yourself around taking care of you. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we've got to give ourselves permission to be there and hold the space for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think we're done, don't you? We're going to close the lid. Uh, yes. on Pandora's box today because I think we've got to give you this little bit bits at a time Titi and I can talk to you guys forever and we jump around so hopefully we didn't jump around too much um, yes. thank, thank you for tuning in we loved it did you love it Titi? absolutely thank you so much for tuning in for joining us and for allowing us to take you on this journey yeah and we love it and maybe hold us accountable if we haven't loved ourselves enough in any of our conversations we're cool with that Okay, so we're closing the lid on Pandora's box. Cheers, everyone. Chat soon. Bye now.